Good morning, and welcome to Lopes on Movies. My name is Joey Lopes, and today I am joined by Mark. Hello. And Kyle. I'm back, everyone. Hey, Kyle. Hi, Kyle. Has it actually been like a long time since Kyle was on the episode? Maybe we just haven't posted a new episode in a while, but I feel like <laughs> I haven't been on it in a while. It does feel that way, but I feel like it, it, it often feels that way. But then when we yeah. look back, it's only been like two episodes. Whenever yeah, you skip, it. it feels like forever. That <laughs> it's like, wait, no, actually yeah. not. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, your your presence is it's felt when it's not here. You know, Kyle. It's that's why I like to, I like to leave my mark on places. Yeah. Kyle's ghost haunts us. It does. Yes. It does. You know, and whenever we're, we do an episode without Kyle, we're always thinking, man, I wish Kyle was here. Oh. And uh, this is going to be a great episode. We're talking about some uh, niche stuff on this, yeah. uh, <laughs> this episode. I hope of, not, but yeah. Of, uh, maybe well, well, at least at the moment. Maybe not for forever. But how about we get started with something that's a little bit less niche? <gasps> uh, because me and Kyle just watched a movie like last week or the week before. That, Something uh, like that. It, it, in 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 hindsight, like watching watching this movie was actually a really strange experience because it doesn't feel like a movie that that, that is like that old. But then you you look at when it came out and it's like eight years or something crazy like that. It, like it feels like a movie that came out like yesterday, and yet you know here we are. And that is of course the uh, the Tom Cruise Emily Blunt action Groundhog Day esque <laughs> film. Yeah. Edge of Tomorrow, which was retitled, I think, for the home video release, like Live, Die, Repeat, colon, <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> They've tried to salvage the title, and there's really nothing you can do. I, I love how I... they keep putting Edge of Tomorrow in the title, though. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to switch it up, but they, they can't branch off. Like, well, they yeah, keep that there. They'd make it too confusing because everybody exactly. that did see the movie knew it as Edge of Tomorrow, but everybody complained that the title was dumb. So then in the home video release, well, well, we'll call it, you know, we'll we'll advertise it mostly with this live, die, repeat thing, but then still call it Edge of Tomorrow so that everybody's doubly confused and uh, wants <laughs> to see the movie even less. I think is a far worse name. <laughs> it's not yeah. good. It's not good. No, no, it's, no. it's definitely not good. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, I, I found watching this movie very interesting because it's a big budget action blockbuster not really based on an established property so it's based on like a i think a japanese light novel i believe it's yeah all you need is kill i, I think mm-hmm. um, which would have been a worse name than any of the other two <laughs> right uh and i the, you know if you remember this movie came out it was like 2014 or something like that it, it's a movie about like you're they're in the future there's aliens then there's an alien invasion and you know they're going to war with the aliens and uh, Tom Cruise starts off as kind of this, like, you know, kind of unlikable PR guy who then gets, you know, thrown into the action of the war. And he ends up killing one of the aliens that gives him the power to reset the day every time he dies. And the, the premise of the movie is basically like, you know, resetting every, every day to get better and better at getting through this battle until eventually you're able to get to, like, you know, the core enemy monster stronghold and defeat the you know the aliens once and for all it's very video game type of type of concept everybody talked about to death when it when it came out yes Um, (laughs) but it it was it was interesting watching it because i I, when was the last time that there was like 
a big budget blockbuster action sci-fi etc thriller that came out that wasn't like based on a giant ip you know that wasn't like mm. a star wars or a marvel or or it is a very those. rare thing nowadays like I, and even at the time i remember that we we thought like oh wow this is great you know it's great that uh, they're still making movies like this but i remember thinking like oh this movie didn't do very well in theaters that's not a good sign and no. uh <laughs> you know, hist- history has proven that yeah it's not a good sign because it's pretty fun though if i remember oh right. yeah it was it's a perfectly good movie I, I had you know no expectations going back for this rewatch but there's, there's a lot of things in it that uh that really kind of surprised me in a way that i forgot about like i forgot bill paxton was in it and he's he's so good oh he's yeah the, uh, <laughs> the kind of like drill sergeant type guy yeah and th- that must have been like right before he died too like because uh, I think I think that was one of his last roles. Yeah. So it was kind of like surreal seeing him again. I, I totally yeah. forgot he was in that. Um, and Emily Blunt is great. Tom Cruise is great. It, it's just a fun movie. And uh, yeah, it just didn't find an audience in theaters. And even though it kind of has like a cult reputation of being pretty good, I'm gonna guess that the lesson was was taken. Like, ah, we can't do this anymore. We're not yeah. we're not spending this kind of money unless it's you know a name brand that everybody is gonna go see. And you know, I think that's kind of you know a shame. Do you think do you think the movie would have done better if they would have called it Respawn? <laughs> oh god. That might be in a little too ready player one. Yeah, that's that's a less I don't know. I don't think they wanted to lean into the video game connection that no, directly. No. You know, like it, it was it's a very like video game type of thing, but it's not really like the, the movie is just telling a, a story, you know. It's, yes, it's Groundhog yes. Day, you know. That's it this the whole time loop idea wasn't invented by video games, you know. It, it can be used to great effect in video games, but it was not invented there. So yeah, and it's a good movie though. It's only been like you know however many years, but it feels like a lifetime ago that something like this <laughs> could possibly come out. And yeah, I, I miss those days. I guess it's time to time to get down to business, boys. Uh, we we're here to talk about a new Adult Swim animated series called Smiling Friends. Now you may not have heard of this, and that's okay. You probably haven't actually, and yeah, yeah I don't know. Like, well, yeah, it, I've gotten recommended it a bajillion times of <laughs> clips on YouTube. I think that's that so interesting. That I watched it. So here, here is one thing I'll say about about Smiling Friends. This is a show that if you spend a lot of time on the internet, you probably have heard of it. And when I say spend a lot of time on the internet, I mean like you're an internet person you know like i i don't mean that you're just like you 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 log into facebook and you check your you know the feed every so often maybe you check the weather no i'm saying like you're you're in the trenches of the internet like, you're hanging out in the dark web <laughs> not the dark web not the dark web not the dark web but you know like you're like addicted to twitter or you know yes, you're like yeah. aware of the the general culture of the internet which all of us who grew up when the internet was really starting to you know, kind of come into its own, we, we've been steeped in internet culture for our entire lives. Um, mm-hmm. So we're, obviously a show like this will come to us. It might not come to everybody else though. Like if you're a more traditional media type person, you may not have heard of this in like TV or uh, through you know any of those channels. But like I said, internet people are totally going to be aware of this and they're totally going to be aware of kind of the style of it and where it originates from which I, I think is one of the more interesting aspects of this, uh, mm-hmm. this show, Mark, if you wanted to start with maybe giving a little background on what it is that we're talking about here, Smiling Friends. Yeah, so it 
emerged from essentially the like I guess the crucible of of people that came out of uh, Newgrounds, yes. like essentially Newgrounds. a bunch of like Newgrounds and other alumni. Although Michael Cusack, okay, wait, just to back up, uh, two showrunners are Zach Hadel and Michael Cusack, and I uh, Zach definitely worked a significant amount in Newgrounds and with mm-hmm. many different Newgrounds people. Mm-hmm. Michael Cusack actually got a start on YouTube animations, so that. Totally, gotcha. like, independent animators just, like, self-taught and did their own thing. Yep. Grinded for mm-hmm. years and years. It's like a real underdog story. Absolutely. Did tons of work everywhere, but, like, all, you know, on the internet mostly. Michael mm-hmm. Cusack uh, got his big break back, I don't know, however many years ago, with uh, Bushworld Adventures from uh, one of the April Fool's jokes on Adult Swim where they okay. were playing at releasing a new Rick and Morty episode and instead had him animate um, a-, a parody, I guess, uh, sure, and yeah. played it all night long. Which, which some eventually... people say is better than Rick and Morty. <laughs> I've, it's I've pretty good. some people say that. <laughs> I like it a lot. Um, but anyway, the, the gist of it is that like he ended up uh, kind of pairing up with Zach after a while and they they had an online stream together for a bit and essentially kind of became I guess you could call it they're essentially like co-creators at this point mm-hmm. and um Zach always had trouble breaking into the industry uh cuz like being an outsider Newgrounds is extremely outsider despite having some significant success I think almost anybody would know like uh Alien Hominid and Castle Crashers and stuff Yeah like video as games, far as games were go probably the biggest um, thing like Super Meat Boy also kind of came from yeah, Newgrounds but that that's that, that that's isn't all their games. studio though Right Behemoth yeah different studio. specifically yeah. Newgrounds like Oh uh, like you, you mean like, like Tom uh, Fulp Tom himself Fulp. and yeah. stuff And to yeah. just to give some like some background if you're listening to this and you don't know what Newgrounds is which I think is actually entirely possible despite how much of an influence it's had on the internet Although they've had a resurgence in recent <laughs> They they certainly months. have because of that one game Friday Night Funkin I think it is Oh yeah <laughs> Um but newgrounds.com was a, and it still is a website where any user can upload at this point it's a lot of things but back in the day it was centered mainly on flash animation and if you remember like back in the uh, the ye old days of the internet you would download a plugin called flash player and mm-hmm. that would allow you to you know view flash animations and certain websites required it it was ubiquitous on the internet for a long time until eventually it became completely deprecated and you know not a thing yep. anymore but Newgrounds Recently lived on and it was a the thing that, that made flash so incredible was that it was this pretty easy to obtain software that anybody could learn to animate and learn to like make their own movies with that then could be uploaded to the internet and anybody could watch it at, at just a moment's notice it was it was and easy I, to yeah. share because everybody a had flash public player. access sort of yeah. feel to exactly. it. Exactly. And Newgrounds was the perfect place for this because it was a a dedicated community where you could upload something and it would be guaranteed to be seen by, you know, tons of people who were just browsing that day because they invented this kind of really novel way of showcasing new material called the portal. Um mm-hmm. and, and all of us were were like I mean, me and Kyle submitted movies to Newgrounds back oh, when we yeah. were kids. Like many, many movies to Newgrounds. Like really dumb stuff. Like we would take like like graphics from video games and sprites and stuff and make like stupid, you know, parody video game animations. But when I say like you could be just like anybody upload something and get it seen by a ton of people. I was in like yeah. sixth grade when I mm-hmm. up- uh, uploaded my my classic uh, Mario <laughs> parody 
movie Super Blooper Bros. Which cannot be deleted <laughs> off of Newgrounds. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a permanent fixture <laughs> on, on the website now. Uh, that that video, the last time I checked, and this and you know nobody watched that video now, so this this view count would have been what it got around the time when it first released. It was at mm. over thirty thousand views. It was yeah. It's so obscene. I I was in sixth in grade way. and I just released some <laughs> terrible garbage movie that thirty thousand people then proceeded to watch and review and rate. Um, and, and chat like talk deeply about exactly like, there are real exactly. reviews in there. It was a really it, it's just a phenomenal platform for a creator, and that's why there's so many of these these creative people that you you may not even realize came from Newgrounds that are now just hugely big internet personalities. Um, and yeah, like this this is another example of of a Newgrounds success story, but one that I think is like really almost more exciting than a lot of the others because a lot of the others kind of like got their start on new grounds and then pivoted to like YouTube or pivoted to making yeah. content in another mm -hmm. way. Whereas this is an example of, you know, people that were interested in animation and wanted to make, presumably wanted to make shows, you know, like, like, mm -hmm. like a classic animated show who completely learned their craft on new grounds and the internet. And then mm -hmm. finally they've gotten a deal. You know, and now they're making a show. So it's it's and kind of exciting the, for people like us that uh, that have been around this kind of culture for a long time. Yeah, and and I I think maybe I, I'm speaking for all three of us in in saying that like it really does feel of that that style of oh, that yeah. like sort of humor yeah. of that like that like it, it's got like honestly real love put into it like a lot <laughs> of care went into yeah. this show clearly and it, it shows. Um, it, I don't know if you want to get started on like what you think about it or if there are any other things you wanted to talk about in the backstory. Uh, I think that pretty much covers the backstory. We can talk a little yeah. bit okay. about the, uh, the show itself, I, I suppose. Who wants to go first? <laughs> I kind of am interested in your take personally, because me and Kyle have both followed at, at least one of the two people behind yes. the show beforehand. So I'm interested in what the perspective of somebody who didn't know their material before right thought of well, um, like, you know, what's it like seeing like this kind of humor this kind of show <laughs> fresh <laughs> yeah exactly yeah uh, i i gotta say like i so this uh the way this this series was released i remember there was one episode that they produced that came out like months ago or like almost yeah, like a pilot year. it was a long yeah. time ago right yeah um and I, based on that pilot they decided to make a full series and first season, and now there's eight episodes, including that original yep. one. And I watched that original one when it first came out because I, I honestly think that the number one reason is that true to its kind of like internet legacy, they uh, they got Mike from Red Letter Media to do a voice <laughs> of yes. one of the characters. And, and again, like this is like you got to know your internet a little bit. Red Letter Media is a uh, a YouTube movie review channel. That's kind of a reductive way of putting it, but basically what mm -hmm. they are. But uh, the this, the one one of their hosts, Mike Staklasa, has this really like kind of iconic voice in mm -hmm. uh, in internet culture at this point. So they they got him to voice a character. And when I heard about that, I was like, oh yeah, I'll check this out. Whatever, this this could be funny because I've, I've known about Red Letter Media forever, right? Um, really had no idea what to make of the show <laughs> other than I did think it was funny. Um. <laughs> I it's it's interesting because it's it's it has the the kind of like uh, I guess hollow shell of what you'd expect from a basic like TV animated like sitcom type format 
where mm-hmm. you have like a a specific world, specific characters in that world. You have like plot structures that are like you know a plot, b plot, and they sometimes converge. You know, like in in that sense, it feels familiar. But the the world itself and the the things that happen and the conversations are like everything about it is completely inane to the point that it like <laughs> like sometimes it's it's like it melts your brain a little bit because you're not really sure what what to make of what you're seeing and then and on that on that level that that happens as as part of it with the uh the actual look of the show itself where there's a lot of mixed media in the show yeah, where like it's super cool like too. very very surreal like where suddenly yeah. you're gonna like you're you're in like a 2d animated show and then suddenly there's like this really terrifyingly detailed 3d character that shows <laughs> yes. up yep. Um, and then sometimes there'll be like there's stop motion. There's there's stop motion. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, and sometimes there'll there'll be like live action footage interspersed mm-hmm. in there. Actually, it's it's funny. It reminded me uh, of a little bit of Mind Game, which we talked about on this. Oh uh, yeah, I could this, see that. The show, uh, let's say uh, an anime that also kind of uses yeah. a mixed media approach. But it's like every time it happens, it, like you you it, it just feels this this weird clash that your brain just like. It, it it's funny. It reminded it's, me of old school like Nicktoons in some ways. I mean, SpongeBob was very sure. like, that, that is in true. Its use of mixed media. Yeah, and that's totally that was true. Super, yeah. super cool. Like you haven't. I don't know. Like I don't follow too many of these like new releases. Although I do watch a good bit of Adult Swim's cartoons, mm-hmm. and I don't. I don't think too many of them, at least in recent times, ever have even like tried to do this sort of thing with like yeah, like the Who famed Roger Rabbit. Like yeah. Uh, just put a put an actual live action guy just interacting with cartoon characters right in there. Maybe not to the same extent, but like really fun. Um, gosh. Oh wait, my favorite, and I don't know if you were about to mention this. Um, was they just straight lift like the the art style and animation style from the Hobbit animated? Oh movie. yeah, oh yeah, oh, that yeah. was so good. For, like an entire episode, <laughs> just like without statement or anything. Yeah. It's just all. It's so good. It's the kind of thing um, that like they they they've created a, a show where really like anything goes and what they how how they they choose to make it look and how it never it, feels too jarring though. No, it doesn't because like, because I feel no. like it's kind of united by this this very like very distinct sense of of what the show is like i feel like you, you kind of get what what they're going for very early on mm-hmm. of the kind of like inane humor where it, it definitely feels like and, and like the world itself is so inconsistent and like nothing nothing about it like feels totally locked in it it, it yeah. definitely like they can choose to do whatever they want with this this format uh, oh yeah with any any, mm-hmm. any kind of episode any kind of thing it it can be it can be whatever it wants to be, um, as long. But it has this like this grounding factor of these characters that are just like <laughs> I don't know how to describe the characters. I guess they're like they're almost more like the probably the most traditional thing about the uh, the show because the core cast is like pretty likable and like, mm-hmm. but but the actual like situations they get into and the the way that they think... they interact is is so <laughs> ridiculous. And and correct me if I'm wrong here, but like. To me, I thought that was kind of notable in that a lot of, like, especially in the animated comedy sphere, it it seems like a lot of them tend to make the main cast either unlikable or complete, like, like failures. Mm -hmm. And and I thought it was kind of neat to have something that was maybe roundabout on it, but, like, 
I feel like Smiling Friends always managed to like bring it back around to like an optimistic viewpoint, which was very like odd in a weird to me. way. Yeah, it, it very bizarrely optimistic. Like the the show has no trouble diving deep into very dark places. Yes. But <laughs> what are you talking at about? The same time, <laughs> at the same time, it felt like it always made like this corner turn, or at the very least, the episodes end happy. It was never like bogged down in cynicism which i felt was very refreshing to me yeah yeah. in fact yeah. It, it outright like takes a big stand against that in no, one yeah, of the yeah. episodes which i thought was pretty cool yeah, I mean, yeah the whole point of the show is making people smile like how can yeah. it not be like yeah. filled with happiness and glee <laughs> in a weird way that's actually kind of true yeah the uh the, i mean the show the show's premises and like the, the loosest of premises that but but there nonetheless is that these it's about this this group of of guys that work for I guess a, a company called Smiling Friends that their job is whenever they get a call that somebody is unhappy they send you know these two guys out to cheer them up. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, <laughs> there's something uh-huh. about that that's like just really kind of bizarre on its on its in its own right, but it's it, it's a good like set up for any kind of like plot thing that they want to do because i guess it's it's very direct you know it's like somebody's sad and, and they're gonna try to by the end of the they're episode make them happy cheer them up <laughs> yeah, like pretty it, much every episode is just these two guys going to some like ridiculous like area or situation just being like uh hey yeah we're here to make you smile yeah. and like <laughs> and then it just goes off the rails from there yeah, exactly. it's a little like regular show in that so. yeah yeah but the, um, the, the the characters are like you have you have the one uh, pim he's yes. the uh, the little guy he's a little like pink guy and he's he's kind of like the happy go lucky archetype mm-hmm. um and then you have uh oh, what's his name charlie is that it? Yes. charlie and you have charlie the uh, the yellow guy who has like an anteater look to him <laughs> uh and he he's just kind of like a why does he work for this company? And he's good at his job. He is, he's, I think a, bizarrely he, he gets is. results. He okay. does get yeah. results, but he's he's this kind of like aloof and like doesn't really seem that interested in the gig. Um, but but doesn't he himself doesn't smile very often. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, it's just like this. It's a good dynamic between those two for yeah. whatever reason. Um. Yeah. And and, and then there's you know, kind of ancillary characters along the way. Some of them like really terrifying, like their boss. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> their boss is amazing, just, like, <laughs> unbelievable. That that guy makes a, a heck of an impression in the in the pilot. Oh yeah, <laughs> everybody's Woo. favorite character, as he says. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to say one thing, but I want to hear what Kyle thought too. Which is, it sounds to me that you were able to get a good bit out of this show, despite not getting the copious amounts of like inside jokes fan service and other things oh, sure. which i think speaks to something that i had heard about in an interview prior to the show which was the approach of um of the creators to featuring like it goes for the inside jokes too but featuring like voices and stuff mm-hmm. which is like uh, for instance mike stoklasa he's in a role where adds something to the character and is enjoyable if you get the extra layer of like oh i recognize who that is but at the same time it works perfectly well without any of that oh yeah and even better is 
uh, they they have this concept of uh, of like features. Apparently, like South Park did this, where where they'd get somebody like um, uh, it's not Tom Cruise, like um, oh uh, George Clooney, George Clooney, and then yeah. just have him like voice like a goose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right. just, he just squawks, and that's it. <laughs> and he's like cameo George Clooney, and it was, um, and they don't. I I think they almost get there with a few of them in there, but like, yeah, it's it's very enjoyable. I think there there was one minus, although I don't know if Kyle wanted to Uh-oh. say anything about it. Yeah, Kyle. About, I mean, so. what do you got? I mean, I will say, going into this, I was very nervous because I I put this show at a very high pedestal before watching. <laughs> I was like, oh, you know what? This is gonna be like the greatest show of all time, and like, I don't know if it's up there, but. They did a they did a very good job coming off of the pilot because I thought the pilot was very strong and I think yeah. they kept that like the inside jokes the comedy the voice acting like everything I think stays pretty consistent throughout yeah. the show oh yeah and like there are some dips here and there but overall like you can tell that they put a lot of heart into each episode and that mm-hmm. they had a lot of fun writing each episode oh yeah yeah absolutely there are yeah. so many stupid situations that like. <laughs> Like I just rewatched one of the episodes the other day, and it's just like, oh my gosh, there's so much dumb stuff in here. <laughs> yeah. But I I laughed at it like it was the first time I watched it because yeah. it's just yeah. it's so genuine, and I it it's a very good show, and I yeah I think I think it does help like from me and Mark's perspective to kind of know the guys, know their mm-hmm. comedy mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I do think it is genuinely just a pretty funny show that yeah maybe yeah. not anyone could get into, but I think it's pretty approachable. Yeah, yeah. And like it, I'm glad it's, to hear Joey like this. It's definitely yeah, that. It's that kind of irreverent, you know, humor and Adult yes. Swim type. I mean, it's very. You got to be of a certain kind of, you know, the, the I guess uh, I don't know if personality is the right word to. You got to be messed up in the head. It's a little <laughs> bit, a little bit of that. So it may not be for everybody, but no, it's no. Uh, it's definitely if you're. If you're willing to to venture into into something a little a little out there, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, th- I, I do think it's that very the good. pilot is a good like diving in point. Like if you oh, sure. if if you watch the pilot and are like, oh, I do not like this, then you probably will yeah. not like the show. But right, right. <laughs> if you do, I think you should give it a chance. I, I will say that when I first saw the pilot, I I I wouldn't say I loved the pilot. I liked it, mm-hmm. but I, it was more of like a I watched it. Didn't really know what to make of it, but my interest was piqued because yes. it was like that. I that, that's that's interesting. Okay, <laughs> and then th- that was enough for me to be willing to to dive into the the rest of the series. You know, yeah. it it made me curious to see what they would do with it going forward mm-hmm. if it was actually a show. Um, so I'm 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 thrilled that it is because it's uh, yeah. it's very memorable. If nothing else, it's a, it's a and, very it's a very good show, and I highly recommend. Yeah. it. People check it out, and lucky for you, the entire first season is already available on uh, you know adultswim.com. Adultswim.com. Yes, you got it. You do uh, not have to wait for yeah. your next episode. And that's my exactly. only knock against it. I wish <laughs> it had aired on the weekly. It yes. feels like a show that begged to be piecemeal, and I think it would have blown up a lot more. Yeah, if it had had that like airing schedule, and I hear it's HBO's fault. Yeah. But, you know, what are you going to do usually in the is. age of streaming? Yeah, yeah, it's just, you know, it's kind of a, the situation that we're in now. You know, where Netflix releases all their stuff right away, so now they're making everybody else do it too. Not not, yep. not forcing them to, you know, they, they don't, they don't you know, got them at gunpoint saying you have to do this, but they, uh, 
you know, their their precedent yeah. has made people used to the idea of things dropping right away, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. Uh, is a little, a little bit weird. And this show is very clearly designed to be done weekly because there are like there's a Halloween episode and a Christmas episode, uh, yeah. So like it was it was very clearly like intended for for that. But nevertheless, you can watch all eight episodes of the first season. Which uh, it, it, the episodes are short too; they're only like eleven minutes long. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, y- you can get through it really quick. And it, I, I will say that it, it absolutely leaves you wanting more. You know? Oh yeah. So that's uh, I, yeah. I rewatched everything almost immediately. Yeah, and I was it, like, no, it's a, it's a <laughs> rewatched it. That's a great sign, though. It's a great sign of a show where you're like, yeah, I could watch more of this. I, I could watch fifty more episodes of this. The yeah. background gags alone. I mean, they make it. Man. Anyway, yeah. they they put a lot of effort into each scene. To they make do. Sure yeah, there's a lot do. of stuff to look at. Yeah. Well, everybody, check it out. Uh, go go to adultswim.com and uh, you know witness the, uh, the 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 new era of weirdo animators <laughs> and their their weirdo TV shows. 